welcome to Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now coming up, we're pleased to bring you another very special episode of the show. Edmonton, Alberta's globetrotting troubadour singer-songwriter Scott Cook joins us to chat about his wonderful seventh album, Tangle of Souls, one of our favorite albums of 2020. A fabulous recording, it comes with a 240-page cloth-bound hardcover book of stories from the road written around the album's songs, while also reflecting on Scott's own life-changing health crisis, which he uses to draw parallels to some of the challenges we face as a society. So settle down and enjoy Scott Cook in conversation on Folk Roots Radio. But before we get there, from Tangle of Souls, this is Scott Cook with the title track. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan As a kid, all I could think about was getting out and running around. Heard my teachers and my bosses making offers to tie me down. But the poets and the misfits, the lost and profound, were talking like the world's a big old tangle of souls. So I set out for the shimmering distance not dressed for the wind and rain unaware that any blessing worth having comes with a burden of pain and all the love and all the hurt the sacred and profane are bundled together in the bittersweet tangle of souls the way wound through towns and tenements Deserts and dirty streets I struggled to hear a kindred heart In the chorus of concrete But by happenstance I chanced upon the ones I needed to meet Such a rare thread in this vast tangle of souls
Some say this world's an accident Just a clockwork running down Some talk like it's a tournament Where the cruelest gets the crown Seems to me it's a pilgrimage And every step's hallowed ground A walk through fire and a holy tangle of souls My brain boggles at the distance That brought this song to you All the bottlenecks and borders I put my body through That's Edmonton, Alberta's globetrotting troubadour singer-songwriter Scott Cook, with the title track from his seventh album, Tangle of Souls, most of which was recorded in Australia with help from his intercontinental string band, The Shieldby Rights. A plea for global citizenship and mutual understanding, it's a vision of the human family as interwoven and intertwined with the earth. This beautiful recording, one of our favourite albums of 2020, comes with a 240-page cloth-bound hardcover book of reflective road stories that also share the story of Scott's own life-changing health crisis, while drawing parallels to the crises we face as a society. To learn more about the project, we're pleased to welcome Scott Cook to Folk Roots Radio. Great to have you join us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Jan. Now, this is obviously a strange time in your life because we are still in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. And I think I might be saying that for another year, unfortunately, but <laughs> it might take a year before we actually get on the other side of it. But for someone who is used to doing 150, 170 gigs a year and, and truly does globetrot, this must be, I would have thought, a complete shock to your system. It was pretty abrupt change for me. Yeah, I um, I, I'm I'm living mostly out of a series of minivans for like the past thirteen years. So um, coincidentally, I had just moved into a house with my sweetheart at the beginning of February. Um, so at least I had a place to to flee back to. Um, but yeah, it was pretty abrupt. Um, I haven't spent this much time in one place in thirteen years. Um, and, uh, surprisingly I'm, I'm loving it. Like, uh, I'm catching up on things. I'm learning a bunch of things that, um, that I've been wanting to, to spend time on. And, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually in no hurry to get back on the road. <laughs> well, that, that's good to know because, you know, having read your travelogues and the last two albums, which are the most recent one, which is The Fabulous Tangle of Souls, but also further down the line from 2017. Now, both of those albums actually came with a book inside them. I mean, you know, mm. what obviously has happened over the last three years is you've realized that I should add more words. And, you know, <laughs> which was, you know, Tangle of Souls is a beautiful album. I mean, it's, you know, we live in the streaming age where people, you know, will go to Spotify or whatever service they're on and just listen to the music and wander off and listen to something else or even worse, you know, get encouraged to go off to somewhere else before they've actually appreciated the music. But with what you've been producing, they get your music and they get the words which really go along with it. I mean, you know, each of the chapters in Tangle of Souls is about the song, but also some of the things you're reflecting on in relation to to how the song was written. 
this style, I know Corin Raymond, who's a good friend of yours, and um, mm. I know uh, you're very tight. I always think of you, Corin Raymond, and Jonathan Bird as being the three amigos uh, as far as <laughs> songwriting is concerned. But getting into this style, does this feel really right for you that, you know, you're an artist, uh, you're a songwriter, but, you know, using your words in music, but also using them as prose as well feels pretty good for you. Um, yeah, it does. Before I was a songwriter or, you know, had any thought of, of doing that for a career, I had wanted to be a writer. And so I suppose it's a pretty natural extension of things for me. But yeah, in terms of, you know, offering the album with a book, I guess that's just, that's kind of been a, a gradual progression. My first one came out with just a little sleeve and gradually the liner notes got bigger and bigger. I'm not going to change the, the, the way that people take in music these days. You know, I feel like the, the, the fight's already fought and lost with the streaming services. But uh, in a way, it's kind of like a, a vote uh, for the kind of world that I want to live in and uh, the kind of way that I would, I would prefer that people experience the music uh, as a whole, as something you sit down and listen to. It's the way I remember listening to music growing up um, when I find LPs and put them on and listen to the whole thing and read the liner notes. And, you know, on the plus side, I found that it actually seems to get people interested. It brings people over to the CD table to just look at just what is this book all about. Do you find that people actually will buy more albums at your gigs because it comes with the book? I mean, it is a beautiful product. I just, you know, when I, I have to be honest, I, I was quite touched. It's like, oh my God, we've got a musician that actually wants to, to still send me <laughs> their album. And, it, you know, it, it's a heavyweight tome compared to uh, a lot of the albums that I get sent. Sometimes I get quite disappointed if somebody, you know, I get a slip sleeve with an album in. It's like, well, just send it to me digitally. Mm. I'm more than happy to get music digitally except when i get something like this and i can uh, have it in my grubby little hands it just excites me hugely. <laughs> well i did find with the last album with further down the line that one really brought a lot of people uh to the cd table and sometimes people who would even say i don't have a cd player you know but i, I want to take this book home and I, I just give them a download code and say um, you know, you can give the CD to somebody who has a player or, you know, maybe your friend has a player in their car or whatever. That album sold more than I'd ever sold before. And I, 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 I thought it might have something to do with that, you know. Um, and in, in a time when my comrades are all saying that nobody wants to buy the physical product anymore. Yeah, I haven't seen with this album yet. I haven't seen what it can do out in the world because I haven't really been out in the world with it. Um, we, we played a few outdoor shows over the summertime, um, but mostly it's been it's been mail order for this one. And of course, the mail orders have been uh, more than they ever were, but I think that's probably the case for anybody who's who's selling things by mail during the pandemic, you know. But it will be great to, to get out in the world and, and put it in people's hands uh, myself. I mean, for one, just because the mailing has been, uh, I, was, I was absolutely unprepared for just the size of that operation. Well, I, I have to, I, I, was, I was very touched uh, when I received it. And, you know, I think, I think it's what should be happening. I mean, I've spent a lot of time since the pandemic started, you know, talking about the fact that you know, people need to buy the albums from artists. They need to go to Bandcamp. And, you know, if you're, you're listening to digital music, then go buy it. Don't just stream it because uh, it's really important to, to support you. I mean, an album like this, you, you had a grant from Canada Council for the Arts and a lot of crowdfunding, right? I mean, that's what gets you to be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Canada Council grants were actually just uh, um, on the tour that we were that we were working out the songs, um, but it sure helped with that tour. And uh, yeah, the crowdfunding was the biggest part, really. Um, just supporters around the world, and that that to me feels, you know, I'm not so much in the business of like selling uh, phone calls from the road, or I'm going to send you a postcard, or you know, it feels a little bit like you know, selling a lock of my hair or something like weird like that. But I do appreciate that, that, 
direct connection with the people. And um, this time around, I had the the biggest tier was just pay a hundred bucks and get three copies of the album, and then you know pass them on to your friends or or whatever you want with them. And and that to me feels like just an organic way to kind of grow it and and to directly connect with people. I'm glad that you're uh, that you're sending people to Bandcamp because Bandcamp is like one of the, it's a rare exception really I feel like to the to the other digital platforms in that it really has been artist centered um we feel like they made it for us and uh um rather than the other way around you know Well it makes a big difference and you know a lot of the themes you talk about in this book and also I a little bit in further down the line you know is the fact that you know we have reached this world where unfortunately you know people's desire to profit seems to to be taking over everything and you know obviously this book is really all about the impact that has on the planet and the the lives we have i mean you you talk a lot about hope and i want to use this to to steer into the album itself i don't normally start with actually the title track when i do these interviews i usually like to play a couple of songs and then we'll talk about the title track but i think in this case because in some ways it's a bit of a manifesto it was actually i thought a good way to start but tell us a little bit about tangle of souls because i think this is a a song that you write about in the book about how your songwriting tends to come in bits, right? That you tend to work on songs for a while before uh, they come together. They don't often come to you whole. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I've had two uh, kind of delivered to me over the years. Um, but usually, yeah, I hammer at them for a long time. Um, and this one was, this one, uh, Tangle of Souls took ages to write actually, I'd kind of had this idea that I wanted to write something to try and express it. And, and it was just kind of an inchoate feeling, I guess, that, that would kind of come up now and then, um, particularly when I was traveling around, uh, just kind of just a, a feeling of awe at the sort of staggering size of the world and how many souls are in it and how, um, how our paths intersect in ways that, that seem to make some kind of bigger sense, maybe uh, when you when you look back at, at the story of your life, and yeah, it was it, it was something that I was having a hard time putting into words, but I kept kind of returning to this to this thought, and then um, had a, got a bit of a musical inspiration from uh, from my friend Johann Wagner, a song that he was playing when I was down at Kerrville Folk Fest in Texas, and was kind of carrying that thing around that idea and carrying this other idea around and eventually wedded them and, uh, and yeah, tried to, tried to put it into a song, but I would say I was working on it up till the day, you know, that we recorded it. I was still kind of mm, tinkering with the lyrics and yeah, turning it over in my mind. And, uh, actually the, the band that I was touring with in Australia at that time, the Shilby Wrights, uh, they contributed quite a bit in terms of the musical arrangement of it. And they also uh, encouraged me as we were playing it on that tour to to not play guitar and to just kind of just go hands-free and, uh, and, and, and really deliver the song to the people. And I feel like that really helps, um, for me anyway, to have that kind of uh, sounding board, you know, when your own sort of, critical processes maybe uh, is unresolved it, it really helps to to sing a song directly to an audience and and just see which parts you feel and which parts maybe you don't feel uh, you know if ever I'm like afraid to look the people in the eyes when I'm singing a line maybe that means it's not really true you know one of the things that struck me was the number of people you actually know because you have been to so many places. I mean, you've taught in Taiwan. I think you were there for six years or yeah. know, quite a while. And, you know, you you've you really truly have traveled the world. I mean, sometimes, you know, we use words like globetrotting and troubadour and they sound great, but that really is you. I mean, you have been, you know, everywhere. I mean, we should get Hank Snow in or something. I don't know if you're going <laughs> to sing that song, but, you know... It, it it blows my mind and um, to have some contacts. And it, I, I do find, I guess, that, you know, somebody who, you know, 
you know, I love doing radio. I love talking to artists about their music, but I do get excited about hearing about all of the contacts that people have and ha the, you know, they, they talk about it takes a village, right, to, to build something. And, mm. and when I, you know, enjoy an album like this, and read a book that goes along with it, you really get that feeling that, you know, this is all these people come together. I guess, you know, getting back to this whole business of being at home for an extended period of time, it must give you a time to reflect on a lot of this, I guess, a lot of time to write as well. Yeah, um, I did I did some writing, uh, finishing up the book, you know, editing the book, which was a long process, but I haven't actually been songwriting, uh, surprisingly. I, I, I'm just starting to kind of feel my way back into that space now, um, just because the release was such a, was such a big effort. But um, I've been catching up on other things and learning to play guitar and, and that sort of thing. But uh, it has been really amazing to be, to be, out of that kind of flow of of of, of people and places um, that uh, that has really carried me along for the last thirteen years, and yeah, I find sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and wonder, you know, find myself wondering about a, a whole other constellation of people and where they are and what they're doing and how it's going. It's a big world, you know. When I get back into it, I I intend to 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 move around slower in it, and part of that's you know has to do with thoughts about my own sort of carbon footprint, and part of that has to do with uh, thoughts about my own mental health. Um, but also, it's it, it's just uh, it, it's mostly to do with a feeling that's been following me for some time now of just how much rushing through I've done, uh, and just how many beautiful places I've been welcomed into and beautiful communities that I've just had to just get a taste of and then and then oh, rush so off the next yeah. morning. Yeah. One of the interesting things about the book is the fact that you are it is truly up to date. I mean, you know, the end of the book talks about being on tour when the pandemic hits and suddenly having having to curtail everything. I think you were down in the States and then suddenly having mm. to uh, you know, rush home to to you know to get into a, a lockdown situation. It also talks about the U.S. and the presidential election, which I would like to say is over, but <laughs> each day something new happens, and hopefully by the time this interview goes out, it will be over. <laughs> but it it is an extraordinary situation. But I want to steer the the conversation back to the next song we're going to play, which is. The fabulous Say Can You See, which is a song uh, written about the situation in the States and the fact that it's incredibly divided down mm -hmm. there. The interesting thing is this song really has a lot of DJs in the States have been playing it. I know it's been hugely popular amongst folk DJs down there because it really speaks truth and, you know, that a lot of the issue in what's gone on in the last four years, the fact that that Donald Trump was actually elected was was based around people feeling left out. And you, you write a lot about that in the book. Can I get you just to, to talk a little bit about what this song means to you? Yeah, it's hard to put it into a few words. I guess I, I wrote a whole big chapter about it. But uh, um, yeah, it's it's something that's that's heavy on my heart for sure. I was born in the States and I've, I spent an awful lot of time down there touring all my extended family are, are there um, and some of them are Trump supporters you know and um, I meet a lot of people on the road and particularly in, in rural places um, who, who who lean that way you know and it's for any variety of reasons you know uh, some people they're church people and they and they tend to just vote on on what they see as as, as those issues with a lot of people, I think, and it's been said by other people, but, you know, Trump really spoke to the kind of disaffected working class middle American who felt like um, they'd been left behind uh, by the sort of, you know, the, the flourishing of uh, whatever, of, of dot-com wealth and, you know, all, all the ways that we make money nowadays that are pretty unrelated to the nuts and bolts of life, let's say, or where we get our food or anything like that. And yeah, and, and 
people who felt and still feel, I think, talked down to by by kind of people that they think of as the elites. Um, and yeah, I guess just just feeling um, feeling sympathy for those people, feeling empathy for those people, um, sort of understanding those some of those people and, and, and feeling like they're good people, they're decent people, even if they have been misinformed and, and you know, in my opinion, are voting against their own interests. It's not just because they're racists or they're sexists or they're xenophobes. We can say all those things about Trump, but um, I think there's a there's a variety of reasons why people voted for him, and uh, and I feel like there's a variety of um, genuine grievances that really need to be addressed uh, if the country's going to come together. I love this country. I love the people and the land But there's a lot of stuff happening that I can't understand We got billions for bailouts We got trillions for wars But it's hard for working people to make a living anymore Hear me out for a second This ain't a partisan song it ain't about right and left, it's about right and wrong. We're fighting over the scraps while a few are living like kings. Cause screwing us over's a bipartisan thing. And it's working people who made this country great, not the greedy opportunists. Or the peddlers of hate And if a new day's coming It's gotta come from you and me Oh, say can you see See, I got a neighbor We don't always agree He's a bit of a redneck According to a hippie like me But if you're in the ditch He'll pull you out, I know he will And that's more than I can say For all those dickheads on the hill He works hard for his family He's got loyalty and pride The company took all he gave And then cast him aside Cause there's profit in poverty Hell, there's profit in prisons and they don't even pay taxes They just buy politicians But it's working people Who made this country great Not the greedy opportunists Or the peddlers of hate And if a new day's coming It's gotta come from you and me There's a lady with a flame Still calling in the huddled masses In liberty's name But there's fear on the airwaves And hatred wrapped in the flag Turning strangers into enemies And our riches into rags And a revolution To break the grip of greed Don't need a strong man or savior but I believe we're gonna need whatever magic This old world's got left to start And all the ammunition in the chambers of our hearts It's working people who made this country great Not the greedy opportunists or the peddlers of hate And if a new day's coming it's gotta come from you and me Oh, say can you see This is Emily Millard, 
You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Scott Cook with Say Can You See from his fabulous new album, Tangle of Souls. One of our favorite albums of 2020. It actually comes with a wonderful 240-page book. And I got to tell you, if you love music as much as I love music, you need to get this. Not only will you make Scott Cook very happy, who's our special guest on the show today, uh, but you are actually going to gain a lot because, you know, we talk about folk music being the music of the people. To get people to think just can make a huge difference. Uh, it's great having Scott Cook join us on the show today. Uh, Scott, I want to talk about the making of the album because this one was a little different because you recorded it down in Australia mostly with uh, your touring band. But I think that touring band actually was people from Canada and people from Australia because you've, tra- you've toured in Australia quite a few times, haven't you? Yeah, maybe, oh, five, six times probably. Um, and I had started playing uh, maybe three tours ago. I started playing with a gal named Liz Frencham, who's really well-known upright bassist down there and singer and songwriter and uh, collaborator. She's, uh, she works with a lot of different artists, and uh, we started touring together. And I found actually, you know, from the first tour with her, there would be people just about every night. There'd be people who who'd come up to me and say, "I'd never heard of you, but I just I, I came out because I come to see whoever Liz is playing with." Working with her, I was just uh, it brought so much joy uh, to me musically and otherwise. She's just an awesome person, and um, and she has a studio in her backyard. And uh, at the end of our second tour together, we got talking about what about coming down and making a record in, in your studio. I had taken my buddy Bramwell Park down to Australia twice, I think, before that. And uh, so he knew Liz as, as well, and they had played together. And I thought I should, I should bring him down there. And then we worked with a couple of Australian fiddlers and uh, ended up working with an Australian dobro player as well. Um, after the fact, he, uh, he added some overdubs. Yeah, we made the record there in Liz's studio, and uh, just a, it's a little backyard studio that her and her husband built themselves. And then uh, I did some more work on it back here in Canada, including like uh, looking for some more uh, additional parts, you know, and uh, put it all together. And uh, started writing the book just after that tour. After the last tour in Australia, I went to Taiwan and. Uh, where, as you said, I used to live for a long time and where I kind of feel a feel a, a personal through line there. So uh, I hold up there for a month and uh, and wrote the bulk of the book there. And then that was where you actually you actually produced the actual physical product, right? With uh, Richard Wang, which I, a name that keeps popping up as the person to yeah. go to if you want to do something creative <laughs> with your packaging. Yeah, yeah. Richard Huang is a—he's a great—he's a, a great guy and uh, and a and a real fan. Um, and uh, Corin actually, when when Corin and I went to Taiwan, um, he suggested, uh, you know, when I first mentioned the idea of going to Taiwan to him, right away he was like, "We got to meet Richard." And uh, so yeah, we went went to the factory and looked around and uh, and met up with Richard a couple times, and he brought. Yeah, he's been he's been making my albums for a while and he gets really excited about big packages but he brought uh to our one meeting all these samples of different materials we could use and 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 that's when i got thinking i, I wanted to do this kind of um cloth bound you know uh um debossed and foiled sort of uh hymnal looking cover um when we were talking to him there so yeah he's He's uh, this. This was is the biggest project I've done with him, and uh, and it, it it felt scary actually going in on something so big. But uh, he's been a great guy to work with, and he he does great work. Well, I think it's wonderful, and I you know I hope there'll be a few people listening to this show today that'll think, oh, maybe I should actually get a copy because it is it is wonderful. And if you love you know loads of people love books, and loads of people love music, and I'm one of those people that hoping that as vinyl made a comeback you know, CDs. I mean, people are even talking of cassettes making a comeback and I don't understand that because they were terrible the first time around. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, the, you know, the idea that CDs making a comeback as well, because people like yourself have been 
so creative is is just is just wonderful. It's just absolutely mm. wonderful. So thank I, you. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that next time you you do something better. I don't know if it'll be a crystal vase or something that we'll have the <laughs> album in, but you know, it, it, it is is just wonderful. Um, we want to go back to the album and and talk about one of the most powerful songs, and that's what to keep. Um, this song is, you know, really powerful because I think it it covers so much. It covers a reflection on the world generally, but then also talks about your own health crisis, which is a big part of the book. I mean, mm. you've been, you know, very open about your, I what gradually became your struggles with alcohol and, you know, the impact that it had on your health. Do you mind if we talk a little bit about that? No, I'd be glad to talk about it. Yeah, I was uh, I was hospitalized at the end of 2017 with uh, alcoholic pancreatitis um, and really intense pain. I was only in the hospital for four days, but it was about oh probably four months uh, till I till I knew whether I was going to get better. Um, there was, you know, I lost a lot of weight and I, I, I couldn't eat hardly anything and I was having, having trouble putting weight back on. And I was touring at the same time because I had all plane tickets bought and tours booked and everything. So I was, I was touring in Canada and then in Australia during that time. And it was a pretty scary time in my life, but it, it also really, it gave me a an occasion to really reevaluate things and uh, and think about you know what had brought me to that place and and kind of look back on some of the damage I'd done um, and uh, some of the some of the poor choices I've made I suppose but also you know I found myself looking back fondly on 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 a lot of you know maybe things that served me at one time that 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 weren't serving me anymore and that's sort of where the song kind of was born from um it starts out with the you know just the experience everyone i think can relate to of cleaning up and deciding uh between their things you know what's what's worth saving but it had to do with that uh that sort of feeling, I guess for me, when I'm cleaning my room, it's always kind of emotional if I'm going through stuff like that and deciding things to throw out. And it's emotional because I love those things, even the things that I decide that uh, I don't want anymore. And that's kind of uh, how the song broadened, I guess, in my mind when it started talking about bigger themes. I guess I, guess I have a similar feeling, you know, as, as, as our society changes and as we're sort of locked in this bitter culture war, um, there's, there's a, we could use more tenderness, you know, we could use to remember uh, what's worth saving in, in, in the people that we're arguing with um, and what's, what's praiseworthy in the, in the, even in the people that we condemn. And we could use to remember that we, we grew up together, you know, and, and we can't just like, we can't just destroy everything that's, that's, uh, that's in opposition to us or our goals, you know. Uh, there has to be some kind of redemptive solution that, uh, you know, we, we, we have to look to the good in people, I guess, is, uh, is, is, is my thought on all that. Kind of like a part of you died Found an old journal where I'd written my dreams And suddenly I don't know why I'm crying And I'm wondering if I'm anything Like that bright-eyed boy had in my what to keep and what to leave behind Everything just blows by in the open air For 
Forever young, living for the chase But life sat me down for a long hard stare At what had me run in the first place And the parts of me I refused to see For fear of just what I might find Of what to keep And what to leave behind I dreamed I built a raft To cross a river And it took me To the other shore Then I got scared to leave it there In case I had a need for it once more So I dragged it on across the burning desert Where the wind-blown sand made me blind And as I fell to my knees I still couldn't see what to keep and what to leave behind. Everywhere they're taking down old statues, calling out the shadows of our past. The men we called heroes. The vice we call virtue The ways that served us once But just can't last And it can break a heart To tear apart What's been so long And closely intertwined As what to keep And what to leave behind Going through old boxes, getting rid of things That's Scott Cook with What to Keep from his fabulous new album, Tangle of Souls. I cannot speak highly enough about this album. One of my favorite albums of 2020. It comes with a 240-page book. And the interesting thing is when you pick it up, it's actually heavy. You actually really feel like you've got something <laughs> in your hands, not just 12 great songs, but uh, some very interesting writing. If you go to Scott's website at scottcook.net, you know, he writes a travelogue that he reflects on, you know, where he is, uh, what he's been doing, that sort of thing. But the neat thing about this book and why I'd like to encourage as many people listening to this interview as possible to consider getting a copy is there are loads of jumping off points into other writing from different people. You know, Scott has a wonderful way of reflecting on life through his music and also through his writing. So I want to encourage as many people uh, to check that out. Scott Cook is our special guest on the show today. He is at home in Alberta and life has changed a lot because he has been at home since March the interesting thing is he's been keeping himself busy doing some fabulous uh, streaming shows. I watched the Christmas show that took place just before the holidays uh, with the wonderful Indorables, who are uh, his partner, Pamela and uh, Elliot, who is Elliot from just staying with you. I have to ask this question, Scott, being our guest today. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Elliot, Elliot Thomas is his name. He's a... Crazy multi-instrumentalist and, uh, and, and songwriter. Yeah, he was staying with Pamela before I moved in, actually. He's, he's living in the basement. Um, and it was just, just our luck that we, we, we got stuck uh, quarantined with the, with the makings of a band. Yeah, well, it, it, it was an adorable show. And I want to encourage you, you know, if you get a chance to, to check Scott out, uh, you know, go to scottcook.net. I know he's going to be, for instance, doing a Home Roots show. Uh, very shortly with the wonderful Jonathan Bird and Corin Raymond, which will be absolutely fabulous. But I, I just love, of all the streaming shows I've seen, one of the things I loved was the intimacy and the way that you had the guests coming in. Uh, you had David Newbury from Toronto, 
and then Corin mm. Raymond uh, popped in as well. And then you had a friend from your neighborhood in Riverdale in Edmonton as well. It was just lovely. Yeah, yeah. We started this segment. I mean, in the beginning, uh, we were just we were just broadcasting uh, a show, a straight show with the with the house band, you know. Um, but we started to kind of work in some little video clips and things, and uh, just do things to amuse ourselves and work those in. And it, it gradually was moving in the direction of becoming more of a variety show. And uh, and then I I got introduced to Streamyard, this platform that I can use to bring in guests. And also sort of highlight the comments of, of, of the of viewers and uh, just make it more interactive in that way. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's just moving more in that direction of a, of a variety show, a monthly variety show. I started a segment called uh, Mr. Cooker's Neighbor Chatter, uh, where I bring on somebody from the neighborhood to talk. And um, I mean, for me, it's really thrilling to have a neighborhood because I, I, I've just been on the move for 13 years. So to actually live somewhere and run into people when I go out for a walk and that sort of thing is just really cool. And there's a lot of really cool people who live here in Riverdale. It's a very artistic community. So, um, yeah, on the, uh, the first one, we had our neighborhood bike repair man on. And uh, this last time, our friend Rocky, uh, a retired doctor and uh, ecological activist and, and community kind of rabble rouser, uh, I had her on to talk and uh, next month's show or this month's show, I should say January 23rd, uh, I'll be having Jonathan Bird and Justin Farron from California. Who's fabulous. And yeah. our, oh, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And our local community league president. Um, and he's going to come on and just talk about what it's like uh, in the community league and, and basically what is, you know, I, I kind of want to get at what makes the difference between a neighborhood and a community. What really, what really, because uh, it seems to me it's, it, it, it's, you know, only, only a, a few really motivated people can, can make that difference mm -hmm. and, um, and get things going that people want to then contribute to. This summer we put on a little, a local folk festival with the help of the community league. And uh, it was a, the Riverdale Folk and Face Mask Fest. It was, uh, you know, had to be socially distanced and, uh, and everybody masked up, of course. But uh, it's just beautiful to see things come together and to see how many people just showed up to volunteer and help out and, and, and make it happen. So that's, that's been a, a real joy for me. And that's something that I want to kind of bring into the show. Yeah, I should mention there was also Melanie Poswell as well, I think. Yeah, Melanie Horsnell from Australia. Horsnell from yeah. Australia was in there as well. So, yeah, I, I have to say, I you know, it was adorable. And I'm now calling you the adorable indorables because it was, <laughs> it was just beautiful. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. You, you mentioned getting back on the road, you're going to be slower. Um, I mean, it, you know, what, does that mean that, you know, you, you've talked about the fact that, you know, you're, you're becoming very aware of your carbon footprint and trying to, to manage that, you know, offsetting um, you know, some of what you do there to try and, mm -hmm. you know, have less impact on the planet. But do you see a lot of changes in how things will be when you get back on the road? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know yet when it will be that I get back on the road, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely want to want to move through it slower. I feel like this summer it was really impressed on me because we couldn't go anywhere at a gig. Uh, we started playing people's back alleys and front yards and little park spaces and all kinds of places around town. And, uh, and we just brought it to the neighborhoods, you know. Uh, and I mean, there was, I feel like, I don't know if it was like this everywhere, but in Edmonton, there was really a flourishing of community uh, brought about by this slowdown, you know, this enforced slowdown that um, some people started doing weekly concerts in their back alleys or uh, you know a whole bunch of things popped up that really brought neighbors together and just like with house concerts i mean probably half the the the, the shows i play are in people's living rooms or backyards and i feel like those kind of shows can reach people that aren't really part of the music scene and don't wouldn't necessarily go out to a club and buy tickets for for a show or you know scan the listings and uh, you know see who's coming and and stay up with this sort of thing um a lot of the people are just friends of the host who get invited because they're doing something special 
And so these these neighborhood shows were really uh, we're really doing that in a in an even more interesting way um, as far as I was concerned. So I kind of feel like even right here in my own city, there's just so many people that I could play for who've never heard these songs before. And I don't necessarily need to go to the other side of the world to to sing songs for people who've never heard them. Um, so. Our first tour that I'm just working on putting together now, and it's all very tentative, but that, that'll be for the month of May. We're going to be on bicycles on, on Vancouver Island um, and the Gulf Islands. And, uh, you know, depending on how the situation unfolds, we may or may not be able to play indoors. Uh, it might be very much that, uh, dependent on the weather, the, the possibilities for shows, but we're just going to sing for whoever we can and uh and and travel around and and you know uh i mean we get out to the islands every year and i'm always like oh god why are we rushing through here so fast so um on the bike uh, i don't think we'll have that problem we might have the opposite problem but yeah i know <laughs> i was talking to dana Sipos a couple of years ago or so and she was saying that i think she did a tour by canoe one time and, oh yeah, you know, and it's it's good. I mean, it, it obviously it's 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 great to sit here and talk about all the wonderful ways that you can go on tour. But at the end of the day, you still have to pay bills. But um, mm. you know, I'm I'm very impressed. I I have to say, I I cannot talk highly enough about your music and uh, and everything else. The album is fabulous. Um, in the future, um, apart from I, you know, you were saying you were working on guitar. I don't know if we can expect a guitar instrumental album anytime soon, but um, more writing, uh, more songs. I, I imagine as a songwriter, you you know, you're constantly working on ideas that might eventually become a song for a new album. Um, just constantly working at it. Yeah, I'm I'm incubating some ideas at the moment, but yeah, this this pandemic's really given me a chance to think about a bunch of different different sorts of ideas, um, including the writing. I want to go further with with prose and um, and uh, and these shows, these online shows, uh, are something that I I hope to continue doing actually, even after we're done with the lockdown, just because it's been amazing to connect with people from around the world all at the same time. Yeah, the more ways that I can kind of grow that as a as a community, um, I'm interested in that, and I'm also interested in in uh, maybe getting into some podcasting um, because that's another thing that I've I've felt like when I'm out there moving around in the world, I meet so many interesting people, and when I'm moving too quickly, I don't have enough time to talk to them, and uh, and and there's so many interesting people doing a lot of interesting work. Um, in whatever their field is and that really it feeds my sense of hope um to know that there's so many people i've never heard of out there doing amazing things uh in obscurity you know i feel like bringing those stories to to a wider audience whatever that may be um hopefully will will feed other people's hope you know to to just hear what people are working on in their corners of the world, and uh, so yeah, I'd like to I'd like to move into a, a a podcast format with that sort of thing, and all these things are just things that, you know, may have crossed my mind before, but I never had the time for, and uh, and now that I've got this time, I I really feel like time is the thing to be guarded, and uh, and and time is the thing to be filled in as orderly a way as you can, in in as constructive a, a way as you can. So this 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 chance to to be still i mean i i don't want to obviously i don't want to downplay the real struggle that this has been for a ton of people and especially our neighbors to the south but um but for me anyway it's it's just been a, a great opportunity to to reevaluate and and pivot and think about different ways of being creative i look forward to hearing what happens next it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today we're going to finish with another song from the album there's another song in there that's truly fabulous that's let love have its way talks about climate change and reflecting on the situation you've mentioned hope quite a bit in this interview but mm. any other thoughts you would like to share about this song yeah that's really what it's about is hope because there's there's just so many reasons to be pessimistic uh, <laughs> you know uh, I, I'm not the type of person who's hopeful in the sense of like 
that I have some unshakable religious belief that everything will turn out like it should. Uh, I, I think we could we could lose. Uh, we 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 might win and we might lose. We might we might survive, uh, or we might destroy ourselves. And uh, and I, and I feel like it matters a lot what we choose in the next while. Um, so yeah, I'm someone who who pays attention to the headlines and uh, and sees a lot of suffering in the world and feels it and 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 feels uh you know feels struggles with despair all the time so uh um but i'm also somebody who who makes a choice uh each day um to to be hopeful and to to focus on the reasons that we have for being hopeful and to and to kind of see the see the good in 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 people's own efforts, um, and you know, there's just there's so many people doing amazing things out there in the world, and we have no idea what our actions, what the consequences of our actions will be. You know how they'll ripple out, and uh, and I, I'm sure that's something that that you can relate to as well as uh, you know somebody working in the radio and talking out into the out into the ether um you know it's uh you you wonder you know as a songwriter similarly i ask myself if anyone's listening and whether it matters but uh occasionally you hear things back and 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 um you're reassured that it does and uh yeah i mean while i'm on this subject i just want to say that i i have so much so much regard for what uh community radio and 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 uh DJs like yourself do um, and bringing the music to people and kind of giving us a voice of sanity uh, on the radio and giving us a voice of uh, uh, creativity and giving us things that that we wouldn't be hearing otherwise if we were stuck just listening to whatever mainstream culture is kind of shoving down the tube at us and uh, I think it makes, makes a difference in the world so I'm grateful for you. Grateful for you too. Scott Cook, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. This is Scott Cook with Let Love Have Its Way from his wonderful new album, Tangle of Souls. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Thanks again. I've been looking all over for the heart of this land It's all the same from the highway Paranoid and bland But I found a string of outposts Dug in deep behind the lines It's getting harder to hold hope that's where I'm keeping mine And it's scary breaking cover It's heartbreaking ground And it's the nail that sticks up It gets knocked down On oh, every bit of All that you do They'll find a way to twist it And try to sell it back to you Considering your options You could play it smart Or you could let love have its way with your heart You might think that it's hopeless you even start let love have its way with your heart see I'm just like the system stubborn and scared of change in the throes of addiction turning hungry eyed and strange and the more I see it in myself more I kick and shout 
Like we hate the infidel Cause he shows us our own doubt And you can point fingers Deny any part Or you can let love have its way with your heart You might think that it's hopeless Before you even start Let love have its way with your heart Sway with your heart Through the mothers and singing through the earth. When we've dug the last dollar, we'll see what it's worth. And this is coming down hard, friends. Not if, but when. And just as cruel as we are now We could be crueler then And you can shore up the walls And keep the world apart Or you can let love have its way with your heart You might think that it's hopeless Before you even start Let love Have its way with your heart Oh, let love Have its way with your heart You're listening to Scott Cook with the instrumental Right to Rome from his wonderful new album, Tangle of Souls. And that's it. That's all we can squeeze into this hour of Folk Roots Radio. You can visit our website at folkrootsradio.com to check out our extensive archive of interviews and radio episodes. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with one final track from Scott Cook. From Tangle of Souls, this is Leave a Light On. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time. This is a low-budget love song. There's no car chasing. No moon falling from the sky or mountains crumbling to the sea. I just want to be around you. I'll try to say it plain And if you don't believe me I'll spell it out again I know it's intricate step work We don't want to rush This measured cadence And the distance between us But I got a steady feeling Like I never knew I'm thanking life for second chances and glory for you You know so many songs 
If singing makes them true Play me one where the lovers make it through When the miles stretch out between us Like a hazy memory When it's storming on the highway And it's getting hard to see Leave a light on in your heart And if I'm running my mouth, won't you put me in my place? Sitting my fool self down and look me in the face. You know I'm not the quickest learner, but I'm figuring it out. Waiting for those pretty words to tumble from your mouth. You see, you got so many stories, plenty that I know. out between us like a hazy memory when it's storming on the highway and it's getting hard to see leave a light on in your After all that time wondering what could be and could have been Since I landed in your company, the world feels new again I'm just grateful for the sunlight at just that time of year And whatever unseen forces conspire to bring us here So go after your dreams you dare just dream us one where I can reach you there when the miles stretch out between us like a hazy memory when it's storming on the highway and it's getting hard to 